Well, hey, friends, welcome to Monday, January the 9th, and we're off into the, what is this now, the third week of January 2023. Thanks for joining me. We are in Psalm 69 today, and thank you for being a part of Enough for Today for this episode, but many of you are tracking along every single one, and uh, I'm just thankful that you are. I have you, whether at church or over email, you periodically reach out and tell me that you're growing and it makes um, it, it, it encourages me to press on, although this has become so meaningful to me in terms of just my own spiritual growth going through the Psalms that I think I would do it if uh, nobody watched this or nobody participated. It's been very, very transformational for me. And there's so much of the Psalms. First of all, they, they minister on multiple levels. They, they are teaching us so much about other parts of Scripture because Psalms are quoted in so many other places of Scripture, by so many other characters, and at critical moments. They uh, rehearse critical historical moments, and they give you the inside-out view. They tell you what the character was experiencing with God when they were going through you know, something that's recounted at another place in the narrative. So they teach us so much Bible. There's so many connection points. Uh, I've learned so much, frankly, about the land of Israel from the Psalms. Uh, and being having traveled to the land of Israel and seeing so much geography in the biblical narrative, there's a, just a ton of geography and topography in the Psalms. Um, we, we're experiencing every human emotion, every kind of human experience from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. Um, and we're experiencing God in those experiences or um, the, the psalmist longing for God to frame and contextualize those experiences. We're learning how those that walk with God take everything to God and they view everything through the lens of what is God doing and longing to understand his heart more. Uh, So it's been such a rich journey and uh, Psalm 69 is proving no different. And I don't know about you, but I find myself throughout the day and the week and in weeks to come referring back to uh, things we've talked about in the Psalms and recent principles we've learned. It's just, uh, there's such a robust library of biblical knowledge, biblical terminology, biblical concepts, and um, relational concepts with God that are now a part of the fiber of our lives. And um, I just, I love that. I think it's so wonderful. So anyway, yesterday we kicked off really officially the new year at Emmanuel with Vision Sunday. And uh, we had a wonderful day. There was just an incredible spirit in church, both first and second service, Uh, not just full rooms, but just a heart of passionate worship. Um, The music was wonderful. We uh, shared some great reports with our church and vision. And uh, then we uh, heard a phenomenal testimony from Stephen Martinez. And then we opened God's word in Psalm 63, actually. And we talked about three views of a visionary church family, a healthy church. If you did not see the service, I really encourage you anytime today or tonight, Monday night, rewind at seven o'clock. But just go back to YouTube and look up the 1030 service and just enjoy the whole thing. I mean, every part of that service was profoundly meaningful. And I just felt like God really worked in our lives yesterday and so thankful for the spirit of our church and what God is doing. We also handed out the Vision Sunday report 
and that is available on uh, the website now as, as well as we'll be emailing it out to the church family later in a day or two. But let me look up that link real quick so I can give it to you uh, because we want everybody that's a, a part of our family or a friend of our family to understand what God's doing at Emmanuel and how to be a part. ebcnewington.com forward slash vision 2023, vision 2023. When you click that link, it will pull right up on your phone or device um, the actual PDF of the report that we handed out. And you can read the goals and see uh, the good news and celebrate with us and pray for us and pray with us in the new year. We also kicked off a thing called Team Up yesterday. And everybody that's on a team got a t-shirt that says Stronger Together. And we were able to sign the wall that says Team Up. And then anybody that is planning to join a team in the new year, um, that will go through the, the sign up and kind of the, the vetting process of what are your gifts and interests and then begin serving together on a team. They're going to get the t-shirt and then on January 29th, we're going to wear our t-shirts uh, stronger together uh, to church that day. It's going to be a great day and that night is the team up night where we will uh, have a, a lot of fun and a lot of training together. It's going to be a good time. So we're excited about the new year at Emmanuel. Now I've taken a full four and a half or five minutes to talk to you about all that, and I apologize, but uh, these are things that are that are good that God is doing. We left off um, in this psalm. David is praying vengeance on his enemies, and he's just pouring himself out to God. He's crying. He's moaning. He's groaning. He's confounded. He's confused. He's um, he's asking God to sustain him, <clears throat> and the reproach that he's received from his enemies really have to do with his commitment to God. And that is in verses uh, 7, 8, 9, um, 10, where we're seeing people reject David and mock his faith. And that is very true to our modern day experience. You'll have people that will scorn you and reject you and mock you and, and marginalize you, cancel you, if you really do take a stand or if you really do express that you have faith. We've seen this situation in the NFL unfolding in the last week where uh, this uh, young man, Damar Hamlin, uh, had a heart attack, essentially, on the field, collapsed, and uh, was for 10 minutes, they were resuscitating him. He's, I think, doing well now, but now for the last week, we've seen this massive resurgence of men on their knees on football fields, and literally sports commentators on mainstream broadcasts at ESPN praying on the live televised broadcast um, and on and on we could go suddenly prayer has been thrust back into the mainstream and what's happening I've seen a little bit of it and I hope it continues is that all these silent believers that are out there in the weeds in leadership positions in the media and in sports and in entertainment complex all these silent believers have now finally risen come out and said well I believe in prayer too and they've been um, given courage and it's amazing how what the courage of one can do. And that is exactly what happened to Daniel. In Daniel chapter 1, he determined he would not eat the king's meat. And pretty soon there was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So he had friends stand with him. There's always someone waiting in the shadows to have courage until someone else has courage. And maybe you'll be the first one to have courage to say, you know what, I believe. This is, what I, this is, this is my friend, my savior, my lord. And I believe in the power of prayer. I don't know how God would use that in your life today, but David is being rejected because of his faith in God, but it's not preventing him 
from shamefully walking out of the city, but crying on, on God, calling on God. And that's what verse 10 says. That's where we pick it up today, quickly. When I wept and chastened my soul with fasting, that was to my reproach. So he's saying I wept and fasted and pursued God spiritually and was, was navigating this difficult time, but they reproached me even for that. I made sackcloth also my garment. This was a traditional way they would show humility and contrition before the Lord. <clears throat> I became a proverb to them. They that sit in the gate speak against me, and I was the song of the drunkards. Verse 10, 11, 12, David is recounting to God the price he's paid, frankly. He's lost everything. He's gone from being this prominent, well-loved, well-respected, faithful, successful king to being um, the song of the drunkards who are uh, barely conscious sitting in the gates. Or they that sit in the gate are the leaders of the city, by the way. So those are the nobles, the magistrates, the, the city leaders. Uh, it was like the Chamber of Commerce and the city council all together right there at the gate. Um, it was a prominent place. So those that are prominent and those that are downcast, the drunkards, and everyone in between has made David the laughing stock of his nation. He's lost everything because he loves God. Now, we'll pause here for today. I want you to see the beginning of verse 13 but as for me. So I was thinking this this morning, we can't always control our circumstances, but we can always control our decisions. Uh, We always have the ability to make right decisions in response to what our circumstances have brought us. So David can't control all that's going on around him, but he can have this, but as for me, attitude. And so I'm gonna leave you with that thought today, that You may not be able to control what's coming at you today, but you can certainly choose your response. And it can be godly, it can be patient, it can be looking up. It it doesn't have to be griping and complaining and murmuring, and if it is, it should be to God. But uh, either way, we're gonna see the but as for me portion of this. When serving God or loving God costs you everything, hold on, that's not the end of the story. Got something in my eye. Hey, have a great day, we'll see you tomorrow.